Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Wednesday, August the 5th. And we start today with news that health bosses have been accused of gross mismanagement over the handling of coronavirus in East Kent's hospitals. Campaigners from Save Our NHS in Kent are calling on the government to intervene following recent deaths in Ashford, Margate, Canterbury, Folkestone and Dover. Figures show 58% of the Trust's COVID patients caught the illness while in hospital. That's compared to a national average of 22%. A spokesman for the Trust says they're following guidelines and are working with Public Health England and other experts to fully understand the issue. Elsewhere, swab tests have been carried out at some of the busiest railway stations in Kent and found no signs of coronavirus. Checks are being done to make sure cleaning measures put in place during the pandemic are working effectively enough. Testing has happened at Ashford International, Chatham, Sevenoaks and Strood and will now be rolled out to the rest of the county. I've been chatting to Alicia Andrews from Southeastern. We know that through the pandemic, when we've been proud to carry key workers carrying out vital tasks to keep the country going, and now that everyone is welcome back to the railway, that it's really important that we're vigilant about the cleaning and that people are particularly concerned and interested in what we're doing. So we have just implemented a programme where we'll be spending around £400,000 on enhanced cleaning. That means there will be an extra 30 cleaners, very visible on our, on our stations, and they will be covering 20 of the most frequently visited stations. And as I said, touching all the really high touch areas that you would expect people to touch, like grab rails or buttons on lifts, and making sure that they're super clean. And uh, as you can see that from the swab test, we're getting some good results from that. Are you going to continue with those swab tests, even though you found obviously it's very good news so far? Are you going to carry on that process? Absolutely. I think the word that I would use is we're going to be vigilant. We're not going to be complacent about this. The plan is to keep going with a heightened cleaning regime and heightened awareness. And also, uh, as part of the rail industry safer travel pledge, as we do our bit, we're going to ask our passengers and those that are visiting stations to do their bit, because it really is a two-way street in this regard. We want people to make sure that they wash their hands before and after their journey. We want them to also think about planning to travel at less popular times and to make sure that they very importantly bring a face covering unless they're exempt from wearing one. As far as the cleaning regimes are concerned, are they very different to what you would ordinarily have done in the past? I don't think they're particularly different in terms of what we would have done in the past. They have been intensified and we are using um, a very different product to the one that we might have used in the past. It's called Zuno and it's an antivirucidal product. It's, it's very technical, but uh, it has a 30 day lifespan. We're, we're applying it more regularly than that. And it has a, um, a particular chemical property and electrostatic property that means it really does stick to surfaces and keeps them free of the virus for a very long period of time. And how important is it as more of us start to go back to work in, in offices and wherever it may be, how important is it that we have that confidence to travel on public transport, particularly on the trains, and, and feel safe? I think it's important in uh, everything that we do, both inside and outside our homes. I mean, we all want to know that our homes are clean and safe. And in the same way, when we venture out, whether it is to the railway station or on a train or whether it is to go to the bank or to the shops, 
we all want to know that we're safe and we, we as a railway also want to ask people to make sure that they're doing their bit just as we're doing our bit to keep the railways as clean and welcoming as we can make them. Kent Online News. A man's expected to claim self-defence after being charged with murder following the death of a man in Maidstone. 55-year-old Jason Orwin died following a disturbance in Bower Place last Friday night. Lance Colston, who's 36 and from Tunbridge Road in the town, is due back in court in three weeks' time to enter a plea. With temperatures in Kent set to reach the mid-30s at the end of the week, a heatwave warning has been issued. A level 3 health alert comes into force tomorrow morning and lasts until Sunday. Meantime, lifeguards in Kent have rescued 25 people in just one day and resuscitated a six-year-old girl who collapsed on a beach in Thanet. The RNLI volunteers managed to save her life after she stopped breathing at Botany Bay. A Kent mum whose two-year-old daughter has been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes is encouraging other parents to know the signs. Sarah Allen noticed Summer Rose had started wetting the bed more and was constantly thirsty. The 33-year-old says she didn't even realise it can affect children so young and checking her daughter's blood and administering insulin has changed her life. In April, um, I noticed that she was um, wetting her bed a lot um, through two sets of nappies. Um, so I was worried. I, f- I thought it might be a stage because my middle child, um, she went through the same um, sort of thing. And, um, yeah, so I took her to the doctors. Obviously, it was smack bang in the COVID um, stuff that was going on. So I supplied a urine sample. And within 10 minutes, they rung and said, um, you need to take her down to the hospital just so they can check her out and run some tests. And then they, the doctors and consultant come to the bed. And they was just like, we're really sorry, but she has got type 1 diabetes. I just cried and cried and just didn't. I was just, yeah, I was like, how can I get rid of it? What can I do? Is it my fault? For summer, on a daily basis, I'll check her probably, at the moment, it's about 15 times a day, so I'm constantly pricking her finger. So she's got tiny little holes all in her fingers. Um, Yeah, so constantly checking her levels, making sure they're not too high, not too low. Um, She has insulin four times a day, so it's sort of like a short-term fix. So she'll have one in the mornings for breakfast, um, one for lunch one for dinner and then she has a long lasting one of a bedtime um so yeah she has it in alternative legs uh sometimes she'll have hypos um which means her levels are low and she'll have to have jelly babies just to bring it up and like give her some of that quick fast sugar like the other day i took her to mcdonald's people probably think why are you taking her to mcdonald's she can still eat what she wants to eat it's not because of her diet that she's got it it is because of her pancreas so, you know, if, I, if I've got to do it, yeah, she, she has to have it before she eats. If she wants an ice cream, if she wants a slush puppy, I'm not going to stop her from having it. She's a child. You just have to, you know, do the insulin with it. It, it saves her life. Without it, she, you know, she could, she could potentially die or, you know, something serious could happen. It, it, it isn't ideal, I get that sometimes, where you do it, if, if like, it might make people cringe. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of needles, but... She's having it to save her life. 
A man's been taken to a London hospital after being stabbed on Margate Seafront. Police were called to Royal Crescent in the early hours of this morning where the victim reported being attacked and robbed of his money and trainers. He remains in a stable condition in hospital. A disqualified driver from Essex who left another motorist paralysed following a crash on the M2 has been jailed. Huey Coyle smashed into a vehicle after being followed by police to the services at Gillingham in May last year. The 22-year-old has been locked up for four years and banned from getting behind the wheel for almost seven. Three of Medway's biggest festive events have been cancelled because of the pandemic. The Panto at the Central Theatre in Chatham has been postponed until next year and so has the Christmas show at the Brook. November's fireworks display is also off. And we can add to that list of cancelled events the famous Edenbridge bonfire, a giant effigy of a controversial figure like Donald Trump, Katie Hopkins or John Burko is usually burned at the event near Sevenoaks. Organisers say they've had to call off the parade and fireworks display to keep people safe. Back to the summer now and with many of us opting for a staycation instead of going abroad this year, we've been looking at some of the more unusual holiday lets in the county. At Kent Online you can see pictures of everything from prison cells to churches and even a gothic castle and 50 metre high tower. More and more of us are avoiding overseas trips because of the uncertainty caused by the pandemic. Amy Culver runs a glamping site in Aylesford and says they've seen a surge in bookings. I think people have lost confidence a little bit about you know with, with flying and going abroad and having to quarantine when they come back. Coming to us is ideal, it's on their doorstep and yeah they can enjoy the sunshine, the great British weather. Um, so yeah the bookings have, have gone through the roof actually. The whole staycation thing is going to carry on with the prices of, of going abroad going up in the summer holidays and the and the half term period anyway you know you, you tend to get I get larger families staying here it's a really affordable way to spend quality time together especially with, with us with glamping it's not that you, you're not booking to go away because you, you have to, you need a hotel for the night. You're coming for the experience, which is what a holiday is all about. People living near a house which fell off the edge of a cliff on Sheppey have been told nothing will be done to protect their homes from further landslides. Part of the cliff at East Church collapsed into the sea in May. Now residents on Surf Crescent are being advised to move out. Swale Council say they're working to support households and will help them consider their next steps. 13 drivers have been caught going through red lights at one level crossing in Kent in just two months. Network Rail say there's no excuse for not paying attention to the flashing lights after they dodged the closing barriers at the East Farley level crossing in June and July. British Transport Police say they will be taking action. And finally today, an animal park has launched a fundraising appeal to help rescue two tiny bear cubs abandoned by their mum and left to die. While Wildwood near Canterbury say £250,000 is needed to save Mish and Lucy, who were found in the Albanian mountains. The Trust has agreed to bring them here and need the money to finish building their new home. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.